Hello and welcome to 98 Not Out, the cricket podcast. I'm Darren Mutu and every week, all year round, myself and my co-host Paul Webb will bring you the latest news and discussion about the national and international cricket scene. Plus special guest interviews with cricket experts like Nasu Hussain, David Gower and David Bumble Lloyd and many others. So let's get into this week's show. Okay, let's start with the biggest uh, news story, if you're an England fan, uh, that um, has been widely leaked all week. I saw it on various places. I think the Telegraph was the first to uh, to come with the story. But it has been confirmed by the ECB today that uh, Ben Stokes is England's new captain. Um, what do we think about this? It's uh, we, We've talked... We, when his name came before, both of us were a little bit hesitant, weren't we? Yeah, and I still am. You know, I mean... He's, uh, you know, let's let's take everything out else out of the way, right? So he's, let's assume he's not an all-rounder. He's either a batsman or a bowler. Yeah. Let's assume that he hasn't had a very, very, very difficult period of time over the last twelve months or whatever, and probably more. Yeah. Um, and if you can assume all of that, then yes, he's the right man for the job. You know, he whether he's a, a batsman or a bowler, and only one of those, he's brilliant. Um. But he's both, and he has had a tough time over a long period of time. You know, he's hugely well-respected, I'd imagine. He's got serious leadership qualities, but it's a huge burden on him. Um, Now, Rob Key presumably has faith in him, has presumably had a lot of conversations with him, and presumably the pair of them have come to the conclusion that actually it's not too much for him, in which case absolutely he's the right man for it, (laughs) if only on the basis that who else... Um, well, that's what we've. Yeah, that is the thing. Um, that is the thing that you know. Unless you go completely left field, there isn't anyone else that just sort of springs to mind. Really, I, I agree with all that. I agree with all that. But I'll chuck something else into into that equation. Go on. Into that cement mixer of doubt. <laughs> he plays across all three formats. Well, yeah, there is that. He's not just a red ball player and can concentrate on that. You know, the burden on his shoulders for England is. All three formats, and as you say, batting, bowling, and now captaincy. And England has got a fairly woeful record of giving the armband, figuratively speaking, to their best player. Yeah. You know, you can go back, Flintoff, Peterson, Botham. You know, none of those ended well. Well, even Root. Yeah. You know, now Root obviously was exceptional. Uh, and and played very very well when he was captain. You know, last year it was stellar. Yeah. Um, but by his own admission, in the last few weeks it has all become a little bit too much for him. Um, so maybe he's just draining. Uh, and Joe Root does not play all formats. So and he does not. Well, I suppose he does bowl, but he doesn't bowl the. He hasn't got the workload bowling that Ben Stokes would expect to have. So yeah, you know, I think it's. I think it's a good appointment. We just hope that it doesn't harm Ben Stokes as, a, as an individual. Uh, you know, his mental health, his performances on the field and therefore England's performances. See, that's my biggest concern is, you know, he's just coming out of a very difficult 12 months in terms of mental health. He has a, a, a big rest and stepping away from the game completely. I understand that that was largely due to the illness and subsequent passing of his father which affected him a lot um but are we asking too much of someone that's only very very recently come out of quite a traumatic 
yeah. period um, to to give him arguably the most stressful job in English sport. I was thinking this afternoon, what what who cops more flack from media, public, etc. than an England Test cricket captain when things aren't going well? Mm. I can only think of the England football manager, but that is kind of once every four years when we miserably exit the Euros or the World Cup or something. <laughs> Inevitably. Yeah, but, you know, with cricket, you call the toss wrong and the world's on your back, let alone um, a team losing a match or, you know, you performing badly. Well, um, we're, you know, we, we all remember, whether you're old enough or you've just seen it on the telly or extracts, the... Um, the greeting that Ian Botham got at Lords wow. when he walked back after a very, very brief innings. King Pear. Yeah. Um, you know, and obviously we hope that doesn't happen to, to Ben Stokes. Now, you can argue that, you know, let's work backwards. So Joe Root took over from Alistair Cook. Cook. Alistair Cook took over from Andrew Strauss. Yep. Strauss took over from... NASA. NASA. NASA took over from Athers. No, uh, Alex Stewart. Alex Stewart, and then probably Stewart and Athos. So, but they've all... I'm kind of losing my track a little bit, but my, my point here is they've all taken over from relatively strong positions. You know, England are at the moment <laughs> about as rock bottom in terms of test match um, results as they can possibly be. So you could argue, well, look, the only way is up. You know, you, you're starting from a pretty low position, all you've got to do is win a few test matches and suddenly you get some momentum and you get people um, supporting you and, and covering you rather than throwing stones at you. Yes. But. But <laughs> I think the eggshells that Ben Stokes has got to walk across are many because of all of the things that we've just said about them batting and bowling, three formats. Um the weight on his shoulders of performance is, uh, I think, quite frightening. And I th also think that, you know, how soon does it give? How soon before people start saying, hang on a second, you know, does he need to get out for a duck? Does he need to get tonked around the park and not take any wickets? Um, listener Chris Kavner has a message. Uh, he's responded to it. We put this on uh, Facebook earlier on today, and uh, Chris, and we love it when people get involved, Chris said, I'm a little worried about his mental health, but hopefully he will be well supported in his role. Good luck, old boy. Now, that's quite a good point Chris raises there about the support network he's going to have around him. And you said that Rob Key would have spoken to everyone, probably in the senior England players and probably Ben's family, to just make sure that this was the right thing. The other story today to come out of this appointment is the fact that um, Stokes wants Anderson and Broad to return. So I'm just yeah. thinking about who are the wise heads in that England setup, um, and I'll, I'll take those two out of this equation for the moment. But who beyond Broad and Anderson do you think are, given that this squad is in transition? It's well, a tough, isn't it? In many respects, it's tough to name a settled eleven in the first instance. Mm. Um, 
you know, and we've we've had this debate a few times about who would your opening pair be, who's three, who's four. You know, we know Joe Root doesn't want to bat three, but sometimes when he's batted four, he's effectively batted well, three. It doesn't matter because anyway. we're 30 for three every time anyway. <laughs> yeah. You know, the likes yeah. of Ben Folks are just coming back. The likes of Chris Wokes aren't regulars. Um, you know, Saki Mahmood obviously is too young. Moe Nelly is retired or, or at least... Sam Billings was chucked in the mix, wasn't he? Billings was thrown in, but I don't think he's got enough pedigree at the moment. Um, Tom Abel was thrown in there as well. But yeah. in terms of old heads, there's not a lot, really. You know, I mean, I think I said, well, obviously we've got people like Johnny Bairstow. Um, Joss Butler, I suspect, won't play much no, test now. I think no. he'll concentrate on the, um, on the shorter stuff, which he's clearly <laughs> exceptionally good at. Um, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe is, is Moe in, um, one that can be talked back? Um, who knows? But otherwise, you know, if we throw, if if we do throw Anderson and Brawl back in, then one assumes that Ben Stokes will lean on them and Joe Root, and that's pretty much it. Mm. And also, it's kind of back to the future, isn't it? Because what we've been talking about since last summer is how to reset this test side, how to bring the new players on, how to introduce new new faces. And what we seem to be doing, you know, it was a brave shout. I mean, okay, you could argue it didn't work, but it was a brave shout to lead those two out yep. of the West Indies tour. And, um, you know, we said at the time, not maybe not enough support was given to people like Saqib Mahmood uh, and other people that were being entered into the mix Um the Yorkshire was it Matt, Matt Fisher, the uh, the Yorkshire lad, yeah, who's now broken down with injury. <laughs> yeah, I know. But whether whether it's support or not, I mean, I, I I honestly think, and we said this at the time that it was hand again. It's another th- another thing for the ECB that were handled really badly. Yeah, you know, there's a way to do the whole thing. You say to to Jimmy and Stuart Brawl, you say, right, look, lads, we're going to give you a rest. You've had a tough year last year. You know, touring all over the world. We're going to give you a rest just for this series. You know hope you understand and you know hope you agree uh, and then you message it as a positive because otherwise straight away there's all this uproar about Anderson and Broad not being picked and what are we doing you know effectively by association taking a, a substandard team so you are not taking our best two bowlers therefore everyone else obviously isn't as good as them so we're taking a, a substandard team we said on this show before what message does that give to the likes of Mahmood and um, Robinson and Fisher, you know, it basically says, look, you're, you're only here for a little while, you know, you're not the best. And who knows, maybe that affected their performances in the West Indies. Yeah, and it's, uh, it does. And, uh, you know, if you're in a spotlight and if you are, you know, literally throwing the ball, all those voices in your head saying about how you've got to perform and you're going to push yourself way too hard. Yeah. Rather than being told, right, you're going to be given a run. In the side, you're going to be given six test matches. You're going to be given two series. Yeah, you're you're here on merit. Not yeah. just not just because we've left the two best bowlers at home. You're here on merit. Yeah, but also, you know, we talk a lot about bowlers. We are talking a lot about bowlers. But to me, bowling isn't the problem. No, it's the batting. Yeah. Uh, okay, bring uh, Broad and Anderson back. Remember when Broad was being uh, sort of criticised in the Ashes? You know, he was quite feisty and said, "Well." If the batters aren't giving us anything to defend, what chance have we got? Yeah, how can we bowl if we've only got 140 on the board? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So we go back to the the top order and looking at how 
people have been performing in the county championship so far, and we've had four rounds, three rounds completed. Um, it's difficult to sort of, when you're looking at the England players. We did this last week. We sort of analysed who was who, and it was difficult to pick out anyone that was absolutely outstanding. That's already kind of in the so-called radar. Yeah. Well, Rory Burns has failed again today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Zach Crawley. You know, we question whether he's at the top there. Um, ben, folks, I think we're we're pretty happy that he's going to be given the gloves he's got going to. forward. He's got to be. Well, I mean, on the basis that. Joss Butler, as we just said, is highly unlikely to play Test cricket. Um, Folks is, I mean, even if Butler is there, Folks is still your best keeper. Yeah, yeah. But you know, Folks is your keeper. If Johnny Bairstow plays, then great. But he's not your keeper. No. Decent standing keeper. Don't get me wrong. But you pick your best keeper. So do we have Johnny Bairstow? I'm thinking back to this sort of the top order of the batting. So I mean, do we have Johnny Bairstow going in there at three? Do we have Joe Root at four? Is that? I. Yeah, why not? Why not? I mean, one of the things that I think Johnny Bairstow has struggled with in the past is coming on and starting his innings against spin. Mm. Um, There's a few times, a lot of times actually, when he's been bowled through the gate by spinners very, very early on. Okay, you kind of take that out of the equation. Right, go in early then. Because it's going to be early. (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) right. I mean, you know, it would be wonderful if Johnny Bairstow went in at three and we're 300 for one and then the spinners are on. But it's not going to happen. No, it's not 2010-11, is it? <laughs> no. no. God, they were the days, weren't they? They were the days that Ashes tour. When we were 300 for one quite regularly with that top order of Strauss, Cook, and uh, Peterson, Trot, yeah. Bell. Oh. Yeah. Happy, happy days. Interestingly, though, so as, as part of the, um, all, the, all the interviews and everything that Rob Key has been doing today... One of the things that stood out for me is that he said, we want to pick the best team we can. We're not going to overthink selection. Mm. Absolutely right. Back to basics. Just pick your best 11. Well, yeah. And you know what's interesting, given that Rob Key's just sort of come out of the Sky commentary box, is that the amount of debate that goes on about England selection from TV commentators, from writers, journalists... Uh, and there does tend to be such a sort of variance of opinion and... Uh, who should be doing what, who should be playing. But, uh, yeah, I think you're right. You know, just just try and drown out all the noise uh, and uh, and just, like you say, pick the best team. Um, now, as you said, he was speaking for the first time after being appointed England's Director of Men's Cricket earlier this month. But this, but this is what is still slightly concerning. Um, and we talk about the support network. We talk about, basically... Um, the bigger picture of team management because, you know, gone are the old days where there was a coach and a captain and that was it and the coach was on the corner smoking a pipe and, uh, you know, pointing <laughs> fingers around and the captain was getting on with it. Um, but um, England remain without a head coach following Chris Silverwood sacking after the Ashes. Now, Key wants to appoint split coaches. I think this is sensible. Yeah. Split coaches for test and white ball cricket. Uh, now, in the running, former South African batter Gary Kirsten uh, and ex-Australian uh, batsman, sorry, sorry, batter, can't say batsman anymore, uh, Simon Cattage are amongst those. And I think, um, what are we, where is it with Justin Langer? Is he, isn't he, is he sort of making more friendly noises that he'd be interested? I think so. I mean, I think La- well, La- both Langer and Ponting have been touted, haven't they, as, Ooh, as potentials? Dream team. Well, <laughs> I mean, whether they, yeah, whether it be one or the other, I suspect, rather than the pair, but... 
It must be difficult if you're an Aussie. I mean, what happens when the Test match comes around, when the, when Ashes series comes around? If you're Lang or Ponzi? I can't see Ricky Ponzi. <laughs> surely, surely not. Oh, dearie me. Well, let's see. Um, interviews are due to take place early next month. God, they're leaving this late. Yeah. Uh, and Key has said he is optimistic, optimistic that the test coach will be in place by the first test of the summer, which begins on now you say June the 2nd. If you are oh, June the 2nd, it's May or Monday. Yeah, yeah. It's only about June, five weeks. Yeah, June the 2nd is not far off at all. And then the evenings start getting darker, by the way. Uh, three weeks later after that. <laughs> three don't, weeks. Don't wish there's the English, there's the English summer for you. Three yeah, weeks of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, the uh, first test uh, begins on the 2nd of June against New Zealand. And now Rob Key said there are some good names coming in from English cricket and from world cricket. I'm trying to find out about the ones I might not know so much about. Key also said he plans to re-establish the national selector role, which was scrapped under his predecessor, Ashley Giles, although he said it's not clear yet who will fill the position. That probably makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think we talked about this before, about having like a Ted Dexter type figure or a Mickey Stewart type figure who was basically overseeing everything and a steady hand on the tiller because um, you absolutely you absolutely need that. Tell us what you think. Get in touch. Uh, email, social media, all the rest of it. Thanks for listening to 98 Not Out, the cricket podcast. Please subscribe to the show in your podcast app to make sure you see the new episode each week as it appears in your feed. And if you enjoy the show, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts to help us introduce the show to even more people. Thank you so much, and we'll catch you on the next episode.